Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. A trip down the baking aisle can land budget shoppers in a serious quandary. Why pay nearly $20 for four ounces, that's 119 milliliters of pure vanilla extract, when you can get the same amount of imitation vanilla flavor for less than five bucks? Why does real vanilla cost an arm and a leg? There are a few good reasons. It's a classic case of supply and demand. Much of the world's supply of vanilla beans, about 80%, is grown in just one place, the island of Madagascar and nearby Réunion. The last few years have seen these islands ravaged by multiple storms, like Cyclone Inawo in 2017, wrecking thousands of plants and driving prices up to more than $600 per kilo or around $300 per pound, which is 10 times what the prices were a few years previous. Although 2019 prices proved to be more stable than the fluctuating rates of 2017, 2020 was forecast to see production reduced by 25%, which could send costs shooting upward again. But that was predicted before the COVID-19 pandemic happened, which seems to be sending prices lower. The other major contribution to sky-high vanilla prices is the fact that the plant is just difficult to grow. Species of vanilla are members of the orchid family. The bean is the orchid's fruit. It's only able to grow 10 to 20 degrees north or south of the equator. The flowers grow on evergreen, climbing stems. The blooming season lasts just a couple of months, with a mere handful of fragile green, white, or yellow flowers blossoming each day, and each flower only opening for pollination for one single morning before they wither and fall off the plant. They're so delicate that their only known pollinators in the wild are species of tiny bees and birds that evolved alongside them in their native Central American habitat. So basically, if you're not growing vanilla in Mexico, and again, most vanilla isn't, you have to hand pollinate. The hand pollination process is difficult and requires an experienced person to perform it successfully. Typically, it's done by farmers who have been in the vanilla growing game for generations. The process doesn't end once the beans are harvested, either. Freshly harvested vanilla pods are actually pretty bland. The crop must be cooked, sweat, dried, and cured in a truly persnickety operation that prevents rotting and allows a number of enzymatic and friendly bacterial processes to develop some 250 flavor compounds that we love about real vanilla. From beginning to end, growth to export, the whole shebang takes a solid year. And that is why vanilla is the second costliest spice in the world, after only saffron. Ironically, many farmers in Madagascar had moved away from growing this labor-intensive crop before 2017's Cyclone Inawo made landfall because of low prices for the product. At the same time, consumer interest in real vanilla had started to increase, further exacerbating the supply problem. So, is real vanilla worth the price? In baking, vanilla does a lot more than just make something taste vanilla. With all those flavor compounds, it can enhance other flavors in sometimes unexpected ways. That said, when a recipe calls for pure vanilla extract, it can be tempting to sidestep the authentic but pricey version in favor of the much cheaper imitation stuff, which is typically lab-synthesized vanillin. Vanillin is one of those many taste and aroma compounds that's produced when you cure vanilla beans, but there are lots of other ways to get the same molecule. You can use yeast or bacteria to ferment an oil from cloves or an acid from rice bran. Fed one of those things, 
These specialized and often proprietary microorganisms basically poop vanillin. Those sort of products are considered natural vanillin. But you can also heat and pressure treat an alcohol that comes from spruce trees to produce vanillin. As of the 1990s, a lot of the world's vanillin was actually a byproduct of the wood pulp and paper industries. Finally, you can synthesize vanillin in a lab using an oil that's a byproduct of the petroleum industry. Those two, uh, the wood pulp and petroleum versions, are considered artificial vanillin. The petroleum version is the cheapest of the lot by far, especially since wood and paper industries worked to reduce their waste in the 2000s. However, if you've heard that some artificial vanilla flavoring comes from the butt glands of beavers, yes, this is a rumor, that's incorrect on multiple levels. First off, any product derived from an animal would be called natural. Secondly, while it is true that beavers do produce a sort of vanilla-scented substance in a gland that's near the base of their tails, it's not from their anus, and it's not actually financially viable to milk beaver glands at a rate that would satisfy the world's interest in vanilla flavoring. Uh, The gland secretion, by the way, is called castorium, and beavers use it to mark their territory and to impress humans by smelling just absolutely lovely. It did see some use in the 1800s as a perfume ingredient and food additive, during the time when beaver fur was all the rage in fashion and beavers were being hunted in large numbers. It still shows up in the fragrance industry sometimes, but it's expensive and uncommon. At any rate, the real vanilla is rare. 95% of the vanilla flavoring used in foods we eat, like vanilla ice cream, is synthetic. If you can afford to splurge on a few beans, it can be really worthwhile, though. There are simple recipes online for extracting lots of flavor from them. You can even scrape the tiny fleck black seeds from the pods for use in a special recipe, and then reuse the fleshy husks multiple times, drawing out flavor by steeping them in liquid or storing them in granulated sugar. Today's episode was written by Alia Hoyt and produced by Tyler Klang. To learn more about vanilla, check out my podcast about food science and history. It's called Savor. And for more on this and lots of other not-so-vanilla topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Listener.